Cause you're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. You're in, then you're out. You're up, then you're down. All right, episode 15. The beginning of Legends Week. I am Matt, and I'm here with Benutis Lunchbox. Hello. Hello. Hello, Down Under. So they are doing Legends Week, and uh, the first legend, I think they are overselling it. Rick Stein. Have you yeah. ever heard of Rick Stein? No, I've not. She's not eaten in any of his restaurants? Well, they're in London and in Australia. Or yeah. rather in UK Australia. Yeah, so I mean, look, I'm sure, here's what he is. He's a successful restaurateur because he owns quite a few restaurants in Australia. 14 altogether. Yeah, altogether. Um, he's also a uh, television personality. Yeah. He does those uh, travelogue style where he just shows up and eats around the world. Really Alive, tough job, yeah. tough job. Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, you can think of him as like a British uh, Anthony Bourdain, British-Australian Anthony Bourdain. Uh, but his restaurants, he's not like a head chef in any of them. He's not like he's a, he ever went to some kind of culinary school. He doesn't, none of them have Michelin stars. They're like semi-fine dining, fish and chips, like refined fish and chips, if you look at the menus. So, I, to, I understand. I think in the same category as Nigella. I would con- I would consider him a step above because at least he was a cook. Okay. I mean, he got his start there, but he's definitely the niche. The thing is, if you bring in somebody that is a legend, they have to be able to cook at least as well as Gary and George. Well, he's legend in his own way. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, well, contestants were very. They could excited. bring in a footballer or something. But, well, yeah, they the were excited. Contestants were very excited, and especially Tessa. Especially Tessa. Although she can probably cook better than he can. Anyways, so the first challenge was a mystery box. Yes, a rather unusual mystery box with um, cuttlefish, which is a little bit unusual, and also uh, bone marrow. Those are the mm-hmm. two proteins anchoring it. Those are some we don't see those often in in the MasterChef kitchen, along with some really strange uh, raisins. Uh, mm-hmm. They had uh, garlic, tomatoes, basil, chili pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. And pine nuts. And pine nuts pine nuts so uh some of them did very well i think sandeep uh, kept it simple they really loved it it was a, a tasty flaky bread and uh that sort of the chili i don't know i don't know what he wants to call it not quite a sandball sauce but a nice dipping sauce and mm-hmm. they seemed to love it so uh, but larissa larissa gave them in a way surf and turf you can see that yep beautifully cooked fish and uh that uh she made sort of a Almost a puree sauce with the uh, bone marrow. It looked it looked pretty good. Um, and she was the winner of the challenge. Yes, yeah, she she won the mystery box challenge, and then we were on to uh, an invention test. Yeah. And I called it before they pulled it off because Rick Stein is a fish and chips guy, so we got fish, a wide variety, and potatoes. <laughs> one of uh, one of uh, Benutz's favorite foods in the world. Indeed. Uh, no russet potatoes, though. Here in the States, probably the most common potato we have is a, a russet, and I didn't see any of those on the table, but quite a lot of other uh, creamier, more Maybe starchy they potatoes. they have a different name for it then? They might have. Um, I just didn't see it on the table. And, uh, but nonetheless, um, so uh, you saw them run for the fish, though, because apparently if you don't get to the table in time, it's not just a cooking competition, it's also a foot race. So if you do not get to the table and grab your fish fast enough, 
You are S-O-L. But no one seemed to be in that position. Everyone got what they wanted. They did. I think maybe they bid overplayed the... Yeah, it, what it reminded me of, speaking of fish, was that have you ever had a, a tank full of goldfish and then you go to feed them mm-hmm. and they all come up and... That's sort of what came sound to mind. Effects. Yeah. That's, what, that's the sound my fish make. Uh, yeah, and um, the, I think that uh, one of the ones, that, one of the chefs that was uh, surprisingly strong, who's in the past had a little bit of struggle, was Tati. So she pulled out uh, not en pepio, but en banana leaf, and uh, did a beautiful job with her fish inside of that. And it was a generous portion, it was cooked perfectly, and the judges loved it. Uh, Abby, I also, yeah, go I ahead. also was very impressed with Abby because she seemed to be trailing at the bottom in the yeah. previous episodes, and I did not know that she had such a background in fish shop. Yeah, it's one of those adjacent um, uh, occupations that not enough to disqualify you from being on the show, but certainly something that's going to give you a leg up. She did a beautiful job with that, John Dory. Um, but she only seems to struggle when she's on a team. <laughs> Uh, but no, but she's definitely, she's a strong chef. She's a strong chef. There's no doubt about it. Um, Steph did a very good job as well, uh, once again, with uh, her uh, her fried whiting. Very simple. Nothing. She, she, she Look, we talked about the difficulties of going with fish over meat in the past. is the scaling, the cleaning, uh, the pin boning, but she avoided all of that by picking, uh, they called it bait fish, but uh, some fried whiting. Uh and you know, but but ultimately, um, those three all made it up to the uh, gantry and will be competing with uh, uh, Larissa for immunity. Uh, do we have a favorite, uh, Larissa, Abby, uh, Tati, or Steph? For who do you think is going to win the immunity pin challenge? Oh well, I mean, it depends on the challenge. But I was really impressed with Abby this episode. She really came back and she was very strong. And I'm still blown away by her knowledge of the fish. Mm-hmm. She just picked them all off. It's too bad that tasting challenge wasn't fish because there, there'd be no beating her. Um, we did. We went in speed mode today when because they were going to taste all of the invention test contestants. So we missed Walid. I was going to kind of curious to see how he did. Yeah. We missed Tim. We missed quite a few others because they went to speed mode. Um, but uh, let's talk about Derek. So Derek actually stole um, one of George's techniques, which he demonstrated in a master class a few seasons ago. Which well, I wouldn't is wouldn't say stole. Well, what would you say? I mean, he used one of George's techniques. Yeah, where you use the words. Where you use, uh, you make fish scales out of the potato. But in George's cases, he made the fish scales stick by using uh, a, a fish mousse. Um, and he also didn't cook them in a pan. He cooked uh, the entire fish and papillot. So I've actually, I've actually done that recipe myself. It's, you a, it's also pretty. Stole it. Yes, I also <laughs> stole it from George. But Derek, unfortunately, committed a fatal flaw. This is not a fatal flaw, it's just a... I mean, fish can be undercooked. True, but it's one of those things where no matter else what's going on in the dish... Sure, yeah. You're probably... You, we knew Pew was headed for the bottom. Um, was a little bit unsure. I mean, we were pretty sure that Leah was going the bottom, but both Jess... I mean, Jess had a dish that they didn't hate it, but they didn't like it. I don't know what that was, some kind of fish ice cream. I mean, George suggested it was the kind of thing you only do with leftovers, not something you do if, if it's supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. great. But Simon, 
um, also got negative comments because they didn't like the, the sauce. sauce. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which uh, three were going to lose because, you know, we knew Derek was going to the ch- uh, elimination challenge. We knew that Leah probably was because it was just too too simple. Yeah, this, this it was a salmon, so it's a well-known fish, and then she kind of Skewers? Yeah, 75 minutes. I didn't see if that would be a and good... salad, also potato mixed with beans. and Yeah, tw- that would be okay maybe for a 20-minute challenge, but for 75 minutes, the work just wasn't on the plate. And, you know, I guess, Simon, they just said, you know, putting the sauce aside, we have fish, we have potato, good enough. Uh, yeah. So he didn't get sent into elimination. So elimination challenge is Derek, Leah, and Jess. Who is going home out of that group? hard to say i don't think all of them have been in the elimination challenges so well just has oh and just 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 barely survived last time it depends what it is if it's a recipe it's all it's totally different than Mm -hmm. it's like a free cook yeah i mean i think it could be close but i think derek is pretty strong and i also think leia is pretty strong the only one there that has repeatedly shown weakness i think is jess and she made a bad, bad judgment by making a uh, Tuesday night leftover dish in an invention test and not bowling the judges over. Um, so I don't know. My, I, I'm going to say... But then again, Leah had the salmon. She did not use the skin. She made skewers, which is obscure. Uh, it is, it is. But it, they didn't dislike it. They just didn't think there was enough going on with it. Uh you know that most of her credit the criticism were like oh if you just grilled it a little longer got some grill marks on it or done some more with the but you're right it was bad judgment on her part to take a beautiful fish like that and to treat it like you would i, I don't know some it's off cuts of tuna yeah, off cuts. yeah uh so yeah i agree but I, I you know if you had to say one of those three is going home who's it going to be Derek, leah or jess uh I think it's between Jess and Leah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jess. You can only pick one. Which who's going home? It's hard to say. I don't know. It depends on what's gonna be. But if you had to pick, that's the game we're playing. <laughs> we're playing a game here. Um, Leah. Okay, so good. Do we have some action? She thinks. Okay. Benucius thinks that it's uh, Leah. I think it's Jess. And what do we have riding on this? What's the wager here? The uh, loser has to sing the intro song to the next podcast by themselves. Okay. Okay. <laughs> moving right. on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, we actually found online some betting odds. Australians love to bet, as do most Commonwealthers, on all kinds of things. Um, one of the things they are betting on and have a line on, a book, is on MasterChef Australia this season. Uh, now, uh, I guess this is legal there. And you know, there's some try in my head. I hear some trouble. I, I can I can just imagine there being some trouble over betting this because there's a lag between when the show airs and when it's produced. And there's a, you can have a little bit of advantage. But I imagine before the season, that's maybe when the book is set. Uh, but uh, can you um, can you guess who is at the uh, the most likely to win? So if you bet one dollar, who's going to give you the smallest return because they're most likely to win? Uh, Tessa. That is correct. So if you bet a dollar, you win only three if Tessa wins. Mm-hmm. Next on the list is, surprising to me, uh, Tim. 
I think it's partly because he has been featured so much on the show. Mm-hmm. Really, long, at the beginning, he was the favorite, seemingly. Then next we have Derek, who, you know, early he, he had a strong start, but again, you undercook fish, and I, I don't know. He just he's it's not, not such a fatal thing. He has, but he hasn't blown me away in the way that somebody who's going to win this would. In his elimination challenge, he did something rather not elimination. In his immunity pin challenge, he did something rather lackluster. Uh, so at the bottom, believe it or not, if you bet one dollar, if she wins, you get fifty-one dollars. Is Tati? Oh yeah, I could see that well, being the case. She she doesn't seem to be a versatile, stronger style cook. That's true. I mean, you can put these chefs into archetypes and there's one archetype having watched t- over maybe 10 seasons plus the pros kind of cur- call them you know a curry mama or a curry daddy where they have like a strong background in an ethnic food type right well, of their culture what they grew up with, yeah what yes. they grew up and they are masters of it but outside of that they're just lost and we saw that earlier with huda who could not cook just ha- didn't have the faintest idea no hint on how to cook a steak because she never it was outside of her repertoire now occasionally um the challenge for this type of archetype is to reach is to be able to develop outside of what they brought like completely unfamiliar territory different ingredients different styles different cuisine and how well you can adapt to that uh i haven't i know i haven't seen tati really reach out of that yet because the dish that got her into the immunity challenge is um you know it's definitely uh something that's very familiar to her yeah, and you could see that in previous episode when there was the condiment challenge. She again went for the same food mm-hmm. she cooked to get yeah. in the competition. Skewers. Yeah, the same thing. So if she's, I mean, I'm not she saying... Has, the, she's master of... Uh, yeah, of her background, her of, background her, of her ethnic cooking. Yes. But um, Next on the list, though, also at $51, is Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Well, I, I mean, she just gets this deer-in-the-headlight look sometimes, but... I don't know. She's a fighter, and she's been getting featured a lot. Like we've seen her so much every episode. I don't. If you could see with the mystery box this episode, she had no vision what she wanted to cook, and the judges came and said, "Well, if we sat down, what would we get? But she... What would you describe the, f- the dish that you're presenting?" She had no idea, and she could not get it together. And like she has said, but she before, got. She did get it. So... But she did get it together. Yeah. She she pulled it. I mean, she had a moment. I don't know. Some of this is editing, I think. And I think that if you walked up to any contestant that early, a lot of them probably would be know. in the same shoes. Some of well. them seem to have clear vision. And the clearer vision you have at the beginning, the better. Mm-hmm. So rated ahead of her, if you bet $1, you'd win 41 is Walid and Leah. Well, Walid. We haven't seen he, so much of him. Well, there. he... Do you remember the team challenge yes. where he said the star knees? He, ah, oh, Valid, Valid, Valid. It was pistachios. I don't know how he did. He zone out, but that kind of <coughs> excuse me gave <laughs> yeah. me a pause. Yeah, and I think that kind of has colored that. If that's all you got featured as, you don't get featured doing something really fantastic, and that's what stuck in people's heads. I can understand that. I'm also down there. You've got Blake, who's sort of that. Uh, he's kind of the baby face guy. We haven't seen too much of, but he did all right. He he put up a good dish uh, on this episode. Mandy is gone. Um, Jess is in the middle. Uh, Abby is it uh, also kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't know. There's nothing else too surprising here. Larissa's pretty near the top. Sandeep is near the top. Sandeep, uh, Simon is closer to the bottom, though, is Kyle. I mean, I think he's had some strong moments. He's the pescatarian with the mustache. Yeah. But, I mean, he did a good job with his team challenge, other than one minor, well, you could say major screw-up. But He had a very strong team. I, I don't know if I would give him all the credit. So, bottom line here, though, is do you think that Tessa is the best bet to win? You know, someone who's not getting the airtime as much now as at the previous episodes was Anushka. Mm-hmm. I think she's very strong. She has like a back, I think background, but then again, she can cook sweets, she can cook salary dishes, and she's been she's been at the top. You know. Yeah, she's demonstrated uh, versatility. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, she's good in team challenges. But yeah, that's true. Also, I mean, I look at Abby and I think if you just if they just can get out of her way with team challenges or anything having to work with other people and it's just her at that bench, uh, she's demonstrated she she can kill it. And uh, so those I, I, again, I don't know when this uh, sports book open. I don't know if it's going to I don't know if you can still bet now at all, but uh I don't know. They they have the test on the top, so I'd say it. I say that's probably the safest bet. But there are some real dark horses that have emerged so far, as they do every season. So in wrapping us up, uh, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at AfterChef uh, AU. AfterChef AU, <laughs> as in Austria, Australia. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the one with the kangaroos, not the Sound of Music, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Could be wrong. Uh, if you have, it, please email us uh, questions, comments, feedback at. Uh, but this is just cracking up here. Um, After Chef Australia at Gmail and dot com dot com. Yeah, no, <laughs> Gmail dot it. I was helping you. I could see you were struggling. No, no. I think I think at Gmail is enough. I think they. I think they can figure the rest out if they've ever used internet before. But and please write a written review of our podcast. It really helps us find new listeners. That's right. Thank Um, you very much. Bye.